Today I don't feel like doing anything I just wanna lay in my bed Don't feel like picking up my phone So leave a message at the tone Cause today I swear I'm not doing anything Hi! Hi! That was an awkward Hi. introduction. Welcome to Coven of Minds. We're on number four. It's been a month since we pulled out the computer the first time. Hell yeah, it has. I don't feel like we need a reminder to say we're doing this again. Because it's just going to happen from now on. It is. It's a constant. It's a yeah. constant. Unless I'm actually vomiting the next oh, yeah. time. If you, actually, if, you actually, yeah. if you actually start vomiting, you're probably, probably just, you guys will have to listen to me talk for an hour if Trevor starts to feel really sick, and Pat will just kind of be here. Yeah. yeah. I'll so. be here. I'll, I'll contribute. <laughs> I mean, uh, not magic related. I mean, we've already said our names. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. Most I'm of the Trevor. Time. And, uh. Most of the time. We are a, a pop magic podcast. Yeah, and we're sitting around our table, our magical table. And, yes. uh. Of wonder. Drinking. Patrick's drinking the manliest drink ever. No, some green apple it, bite Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. I had one too. I'll, I'll go out there. I'm a big man too. And then, uh, I, I have iced tea. Yeah, he's, he's a wimp. I'm he's not manly it. enough. Screw yeah. you! I'm not manly enough for a green apple smear enough? No. Yep. Oh, okay. You're uh, not as big and burly as me and Andrew. <laughs> yeah, copious. There's pictures of me on, on Facebook with my legs, like, ripped. Yeah. I look like a, like a freaking bodybuilder. Um, my name is Andrew. We said that already. I know. And what have I done this week, guys? I have done the same. Uh, I promise you I will never give you a different answer until next weekend. Yeah, next, we'll weekend, next weekend exciting. Next weekend we have exciting stuff to talk about. And then yep. the next weekend after that we might too, depending. Yeah, depending. So uh, I have worked and played an immense amount of League of Legends. What? With who? With Mike Chippy, Allegretto on League of Legends. He emailed us and he was like, hey, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, the way he found us is he was listening up to Yo! MTG Tabs on SG Live. And then from there he went from Yo! MTG, uh, Yo! MTG Tabs on to MTG Cast. Oh, really? And I guess he, he picked ours at random because we were just started. So he, yeah. felt like, he felt like he could keep up from the very beginning. Right. And he said he really enjoys it. Uh, he hasn't actually like interacted with Trevor or Pat, but we've played League of Legends. No, like, he has. He he added us. Yeah, he, on he added us. On but you saw it. Added us on all. I I added him, not knowing, but figuring that whoever the hell adds me on League of Legends probably knows who I am or played a game with me. And yeah. I really don't. Yeah, he he's it's, Pat doesn't I read the email, but he sent me sent us an email saying, "Hey, I really like the show. My League of Legends username is this. Add or I'll add, or send me yours, and I'll add you." So I responded with all our usernames. And uh, also, if you play and you're interested, I play all the time. Yeah. Literally. I'll be on more often now because school's, school's over, over, which segues nicely into what I've been doing, which is taking finals. So uh, that's, that's the same thing I've been doing. Yeah. And so uh, I know we're a magic podcast, but someone has to talk about League of Legends. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. If you guys play, I'm sorry if you don't. This is going to be two minutes of really boringness. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of uh, Shin and Twisted Fate. And Blitzcrank, like normal. You always play Blitzcrank. I always play Blitzcrank. Yeah. And, uh, I played, the reason I brought this up though is, like, you know those magic games that never end? Like, we just played one that never ends? Yeah, has, like, you, you won it one after casting I, uh, Armageddon. I won it one life after casting Armageddon. I feel like a jerk saying Armageddon. But, I played a, a game of, that lasted two hours on League of Legends, and I said I'd never play again, and the next night I signed back on and played. Of course you It's did. a lot like World of Warcraft, or Diablo, when I used to play Diablo. Oh, don't even get me started on Diablo. Things that happen during Diablo, like, you in Diablo, you could just declare yourself unfriendly at somebody and kill them the moment they left the town. And if, you, if it was the first time on the server in a few days, you didn't have any of your portals set up or anything. So it was just like... It was just like, oh, I declare myself unfriendly, walk out down, dead. Dead. Um, 
But yeah, I, I was like, I'll never play. I just tore a sleeve. I noticed. So, um, but yeah, Mike Shippey, uh, and he's a really good guy. We actually talked a lot about Magic. He had a regionals qualifier today. I was supposed, I wished him luck. I, I don't know how he did yet. I haven't spoken with him. Actually, it was yesterday. Um, but we played a lot, and he's actually got a lot of good things that he knows about Magic, and he's just a good guy. He hasn't used Twitter, so like a lot of you guys won't know him. He doesn't, he's not really like a active name in the, in the networking of Magic. Yeah. Oh yeah, because... I'm Patrick is so I'm, known. I'm the most active name in all of Magic. All right, you just don't know it yet. When, so, I, when I play LOL, I play Ash. Or uh, yeah. well, I like Hammerdinger when he was free, and now I just got yeah. They just started and they didn't play much because of finals, so like they don't have many champs. No, yeah. I have I have like Master Yi. I play him. <laughs> Everybody's everybody, everybody, you know, just run through the I play, I play no, I play um. I played a couple other characters yeah. that I've liked, but I can't remember their names because I'm terrible at remembering right. names. So, yeah, I, I can't remember who they are, but yeah, I've so uh, many characters. Now we talked about uh, our normal, he's become a shout-out every week, Delano Centesrio on Twitter. Uh, that was his, his suggestion. He also had another suggestion, um, uh, how Twitter affects your actual magic game. And by Twitter, I'm going to take that as more social networking and forums in general. Yeah. Uh, to me, it makes me feel like I'm a lot more way ahead of the times than everyone else. Like people, at, like people started buying Splinter Twins around here like a week after I did. Yeah. Because I bought all of them, literally bought all of them from our shop. Because I wanted I buy all of them. There was only twelve uh, ish, I think. Twelve or sixteen. Twelve, twelve to sixteen. I don't remember the exact number, but they were for a dollar twenty-five. But um, and it's not okay. That makes me sound bad. But it's not like our store isn't well known, and like normally they update the prices as soon as they know about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. seriously, like the store didn't know. The store is cool stuff, and they literally just know about like the moment they know a combo's out, they up the price on things. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. The, we all knew about the Splinter Twin uh, Deceiver XR combo as soon as the set was previewed because you got you know someone on Twitter and someone on the forums, and even I noticed it right away. Was that I bought them? I was like, man, this deck's gonna be good because it can stuff Pyromancer in a set as well. So I feel like I'm way ahead of everybody. You you also you called a lot of stuff like Frost Titan. Yeah. This was before I met you. Yeah. Really. I yeah. mean, I think Twitter and social networking I think is better affects my game in the sense that like I feel less alone, which sounds like that sounds like yeah. a super exaggeration, but it, it makes the community feel more tight knit. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm just like playing with the people in my local game store and that's it. Yeah. There's so much more and it helps deck building, it helps in every aspect of the game. So I really like that. Uh, uh, the, the biggest part to me though is that like the deck building on that, but the, and part of deck building, as soon as a new deck comes out, mm-hmm. most people won't hear about it until the deck list from the event get posted. Yeah. You hear about it immediately. And you also get a lot better at playing because you get the opinions of a lot more people and you get better at making decks. And like, you can always be like, oh, what play should I have made? And people will point out the right one. And so you can go back and be in that situation and know what to do. Yeah. And you also get the opportunity to, what should I cut from my deck? And then someone makes a good suggestion. So it... I also think it's a little bit more detrimental. It's detrimental in a way, as it promotes more people just to be copying each other. Yeah. Like the hive mind. Yeah. yeah like that's, that's what happens is you get you get into the social network and a lot of people like one deck in particular. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes for that and that drives up certain card yeah. prices. So I just I think it's really good. I, when the magic community I've only been on it for a year, but I've I apparently it's been there for a couple years. When they all moved on to Twitter yeah. That was a great, that was like a genius idea. Whoever was like, hey, we're all going to join Twitter. Yeah. I play Magic, let's, let's just talk about it. It also makes a lot of fun. Like, I met these guys through Twitter. 
Um, like this table would not be here if it wasn't for well, the, the table. The table would be. The table would be here. I'm just throwing shit out. I like I like this table. So yes, it would still be here. The, but the people around the table would yeah. not would not we wouldn't be interacting right now if it wasn't for social networking and Twitter and and, and specific. specific. Um, and like we wouldn't have anyone to shout out to. We probably would have only we podcasted would, like yeah, once a month. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, once a month maybe because like we just are we get so few ideas. That's why we ask so often. We ask, like, when we know we're recording on a weekend, we ask, like, six times. Yeah. Like, please help us. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Just give please. us some sort of idea that isn't tentacle porn. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Phyrexian porn. Or and any kind of porn. <laughs> that has to be or, or, orally given. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to end there. I, uh, but I really like, I really like it. That's about all I've got on it. Anyone else? Pat, you don't, you're not involved. Yeah, yeah Pat's just, Pat is the opposite of that. I don't social network. How do you feel like not being a part of social networking? If like in a magic standpoint, don't be like, oh, I don't really care. But from a magic standpoint, like, how does it impact you as a player? Like, you don't, you're not really active with everything. Yeah. Well, so I don't know most of the decks that are out. Yeah. I don't, I don't use a lot of the uh, drafting simulation and mm. stuff. I'm, or I will every once in a while, but I don't. So go like, when you go to draft something, it might be the first time you've ever seen yeah, those cards. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It'll be, it will be the first time or second yeah. time I've seen the cards. And as I said before, I'm not very good at remembering things. Yeah. So because I'm not updating myself constantly. Mm-hmm. I'll open up a pack at, that I've technically seen before because I've done a draft simulator, but yeah. I did it like a month ago, and I haven't talked to anybody since then. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I won't know what the right yeah. pick is. So so it's detrimental in that way, and then I, I don't know what a benefit. I feel like yeah. Pat's, it's also beneficial for Pat, though, because he's like a virgin, and he's not, he's not corrupted. He hasn't been infected. He hasn't been <laughs> infected. So... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I think that's... A, I think, like... Part of me wishes that I wasn't, like, still... I wasn't so high of my... I wish... Yeah, I wish I could play Thorn Elemental and think it's the yeah. greatest creature in the like, world. Like, I used to think Rocks was completely unbeatable. Yeah. Rocks was the greatest creature ever, and then I joined... Like, that was even... Like, uh, I, I mean, I was a good player, but I felt like Rocks was really good, but then you get on Twitter, and you get on forums, and you get on Facebook, and you start to realize, like, man... And you... Visidrix? Come yeah. on! It's, it's a mute rabbit! I've never actually thought Visidrix is good. But it's blue! Your blue deck can play a giant creature! For seven mana. Like, that doesn't matter! It's a rabbit! I own, I own a few Visidrixes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I do miss that aspect of it, but yeah. I still think that the benefits outweigh the negatives yeah. for me. The The... The other benefit, like we said, is that it gives us ideas to podcast about, and Sandwich Dan on Twitter wants us... My segues are rubbing off on you. I, I don't like segueing at all. I like just stopping and starting again. But <laughs> Sandwich Dan, he asked a question. He actually just wanted to get a shout-out, so I think we should just move on. No, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're done. The sandwich was delicious. Thank you. Moving thank, on. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Dan. Actually, no, he wanted to know the, what how we felt about general-centric decks versus good stuff decks. Uh... I think general centric decks are more fun, and good stuff decks win more. I think there's a there's a fun like I don't think it's just that specific of a divide though. Yeah, yeah, it's because not that specific. Like general centric decks can win, and they can win often. And it depends on what you mean by general centric decks. Like there are, there are decks that cannot possibly win without their general, or almost can't win without yeah. their general. Like like there are some Rafik decks or Euro decks that are built just to win with yeah. their general, and they cannot win any other way. And that's that's with poor design. But then there are also decks that just, they never play their general, and that's also not the spirit of the game. I really yeah. feel like your deck needs to be both. Yeah. That's just me, though. Or or they, or you can have a deck that's general-centric. Like, I like a deck that's general-centric in the idea that you can either play it early game and it, like, 
your general really helps you out early game, and then late game you just Isamari was yeah, a good example. Yeah, you just really don't care anymore. But because he he held you early game, like it was good. And then and then there's some general centric decks that are like the opposite of that. You have a lot of early game stuff, but your general when you play him, you're done. He's your the game is over. Yeah, and that's how that's how the Genara. Like, whenever I play Genara. It's either because I have nothing to play on turn three, or it's because I'm going to try and win the game. Like, because I have so much mana that I can just turn her into a twenty-one, twenty-one in attack. Yeah, we realized how quick that could happen today yeah. too. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, it's that. Like, I can play her on turn three. Normally, I won't because I have better things that I want to do. But general centric decks, though, like that's. A, I think general centric deck in, in general. There's so many different types. You know, like you said, you have the Euro or the Feek deck. The Ruff, when Rafelos was legal for like yeah. the three weeks he was or whatever, yeah. that deck was awful. Like, Kevin had one. Oh, he was awful as in, like, terrible to play. Terrible to play. No, it was, like, it was awful because it was so good. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, that deck is a lot worse when they play their fellows and you counterspell it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you get rid of it or you tuck it. Like, yeah. then it becomes... Azuzo without being able to play a bunch of lands because you're playing so many lands. Yeah. Now, I, I really think that, um... the but I, Like I said, general center decks, like, you have the Raffellos, the Ural, the, the Rafik, the Aggro, and then you have the decks that, like, Sharoom is built around Sharoom, but Sharoom will win without Sharoom. Right, right. And you also have uh, Momirvig is built around Momirvig, but can win without Momirvig. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, I think those, like, the happy medium is the best place to be for EDH. Yeah, I honestly think, that. though, uh, there's, a, there's a point you reach where you just start putting so many good cards in your deck that you lose synergy. Like, when you have a good stuff deck that, that's balanced, that has synergy and good stuff in it, it's a, it's a good deck. But once you start just, like, Sitting down, you're like, okay, this card is good, this card is good, this card is good. And you get 62 cards that are good, and you're like, okay, 38 lands. <coughs> yeah, then, you're, you, then your deck, just the gears won't mesh right. Yeah, it doesn't mesh right. Um, that's what, that's why we can't build five color decks. Like, just us, per, like me yeah. personally. Because I end up just wanting to go, all right, that's a staple, that's a staple, that's good, that's good. And yeah. I put all these cards in a deck, and they're all really good on their own, but there's no, they don't interact. Yeah. Or even yeah. if they do, it's just, it, it's too much. It's Except for our allies deck. That was the most synergetic deck ever. <laughs> now, that... I just think that I have more fun personally playing general-centric decks. Yeah, there are times where it gets tucked or something, and I'm just sitting like, man, this is boring. <laughs> but most of the time, though, is when you have a piece of your deck that you can always have access to for two more mana, Yeah, it just feels more fun to always... To, to yeah. use that resource. And then I feel like when you're playing good stuff, you're tutoring for the same cards, and you're searching for the same cards. Like... I, I still kind of do that. Like, in the Rafik deck, if I tutor, I'm normally getting, like, Rebel Art, Karmic Guard, or Sun Titan, usually. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I'm like, man, I really need to go get a certain card. And it's not since it's not a good stuff deck, there's a bunch of stuff in there that some people may not agree with or may not like. You'd probably not, though, because there are a lot of things yeah. in there that are just staples. But there, there are, I still have options to go search up things. Yeah, you don't... It's not just the same game plan every yeah. game. Um, lately, lately, I've noticed, though, that, like... Since I know I don't, I, since I know I don't want to just cast Armageddon to to kill to like destroy lands, I want to cast Armageddon to win the game. Mm-hmm. That the game plan has become establish some huge mana advantage, then, float a bunch of manage, and yeah. ma- manage, float <laughs> a bunch of mana, cast like, a bunch of management, <laughs> cast like tooth yeah. and nail or uh, or some huge creature in Armageddon. Yeah, because that that I normally win the game, and I normally wait till it's one on one, like today. Like I I had Armageddon in my hand for a while, but um. You would have blown up all three of my lands. <laughs> I was playing the Karn deck, and I played uh, Scorched Ruin. It, it, it's a land when it comes into play with the sack two untapped lands and it taps for four mana. And, like, I was pretty good. I had stabilized. I had that and two other lands out, and then Andrew plays Terastodon. 
And he goes like, blow up your score through. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the right play. I don't, I don't, I'm not upset with it at all. I understand yeah. it. It was like, I, I was essentially Armageddon at that point. Yeah. So, in the end though, like, which deck, I think the ultimate question though is like, which, how would you rather build your deck? Toward the general centric side, I think. Toward the general centric side. I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with good, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say towards general centric. Um, Good stuff players may love their decks to death, but I get totally bored. Yeah, like yeah. we have a guy. Um, we don't. I don't know him. I used to be good friends with him, but they don't know him really well. They've only played one game with him, and his general's Chromat. Yeah, and it's just five color good stuff, and he tutors for the same things every game. Oh, yeah. And he didn't know Emrakul was banned. Like he legit just doesn't keep up with the ban list, and so like he does all the same things every game, and he thinks they're tons of fun. But in the end, he's just gonna he was just gonna tutor for Emrakul and win the game, or he was going to um like tutor up for Eldrazi. And that was the same game. And he was, or he's gonna pattern of rebirth something. Pattern of rebirth? Uh, enchant creature when creature dies, search for a creature from your library and put it into play. Oh wow. Um, so he just, it just, like I feel like good stuff is fun for the first like six or seven times you just, oh I win all the time, this is so much fun, and then you realize you win all the time and no one else is enjoying your, themselves. Yeah. But. And you're not enjoying yourself either. Yeah, you're not enjoying yourself either because games are either taking so, are such short amount of time that you're just like, oh, they win. Take or they take forever because you're really attrition-y. And your good stuff, so your your card quality is going to win out in the end. Yeah. So, that, I think that's that's the Janara the Janara slash repeat deck turned so much into good stuff that it became so attritiony, and I just knew my card quality would win the game. Yeah. And uh, you that, still need me with it. Yeah. <laughs> I sold mine for like sixteen dollars, so that's that's the big thing there. Um, I don't really have much anything else to say about it. Yeah, no, that's we covered that topic. And like it ties it, all of our topics tie think, so yeah. well together today. When we were talking about staples, I'm like, dude, this is Segway City. We're awesome yeah. here. All right, so uh, Tom, uh, Trevor's former podcasting partner, yes. who you may hear from, maybe this weekend if he decides to come. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he decides to come up to Orlando, he doesn't know that yet. He doesn't really? know that. So when he listens to this, he's gonna be a total surprise. Oh yeah, he's yeah. gonna be like, oh, they expect me to come. We don't expect you. We're we're inviting you. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> No, uh, you have to come now. You, we're having a pre-release this weekend, and, and you might hear from Tom if he decides to come up here. Yeah. Um, well, over here, but yeah. Over, whatever. So we... It is up a little. Uh, it's, it is up a little. You get Tampa, and then, like, Orlando's, like, east, 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 east. Up, push, 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 push. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's, like, five east and, like, two ups. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Five by two, got it. <laughs> What's the slope of that? Anyway. No, I'm <laughs> over two. Come on. I just... <laughs> I Andrew, forgot that. Andrew just head desked without putting his head on. Like, no, because I'm trying to remember that. that I took that nap. Face palm. <laughs> it's rise over run. Rise yeah. over run. So it's two over five. It's two five, two fifths. The slope is two fifths. Not, you not said five right. has. That's, five that's impossible. Five. That's wrong. The slope can only be one, right? No. Whoa, whoa, why are we talking about math? Whoa, I'm an English major. I dropped out of college and Patrick's a computer engineer. What's the answer, Patrick? (laughs) What do you think? No, the slope can be, the slope can Can be be? any, yeah, any fraction. (laughs) Slope doesn't have to be one. One is straight up. And this is undefined. Horizontal is undefined. No, no. (laughs) One is straight up and horizontal. Horizontal horizontal is is undefined. Okay, 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 okay. Where's under the fine? Uh, done. Okay, are we talking about sine or cosine? Or what are we doing here? <laughs> so. 
Alright, so we, we're good now. We're good. We had to pause it completely because we were getting into a really philosophical discussion about, about the slope. About, about non-philosophical so topics. That really good segue just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Tom wanted to know... <laughs> okay, Tom wanted to know, because we're all too giddy with laughter, what uh, our opinions of EDH stables and if the amount of EDH stables is increasing, so, and to use his words, if EDH decks are becoming too homogenous. Yeah. Now, first of all, just to critique his words, I'm pretty sure he used the word homogenous because it was on or around the final he was taking this week. I'm guessing biology, or but, some cellular. But even still, Tom's a smart kid, so I guess homogenous is kind of, it would be in his I think he knew. I think yes. he knew he was talking to me, and he knows I would just be like, okay, whatever. I, I guess that means the same. <laughs> um, no, I'm not that stupid. And... <laughs> I think he's right to a point. Like, I try to keep my decks different. And... Because I'm not like... Like, Trevor and Pat will take apart a deck and rebuild it. And rebuild different decks over and over again. So they're using all the same cards. They're just adding in another color or taking away a color. Yeah. Now, I normally build a deck and then I keep it for a, for a decent amount of time. Unless yeah. it's just terrible, like my Doran deck was. Or the mill, <laughs> or it's just not that fun for me because people don't like playing against it, which is the mill deck for some reason. People, I love playing against it. People don't yeah. like mill, but that was hilarious. I loved being milled. <laughs> that was probably my favorite way of dying. I just, uh, I think he's right though, because like I've noticed though that if I were to put all the cards I want to index and not put cards that I I enjoy playing, like when I played with Manoval for the first time, I went and bought three more to put them in all my decks. Mm-hmm. And when I played with Gen- when I cast Genesis for the first time, I bought two more to put them in my green decks. Yeah. And then when I I. I I haven't played with Soul Ring because I know the moment I buy a Soul Ring I'll go buy three more. Yeah. And I haven't bought. I mean, I pretty much put O Stone in every deck, and I pretty much if it's white I'm pretty much putting Path and Swords in the deck. But outside of that, like you know, you get your your Wrath effects. White White's gonna have its Wrath effects and its Path and stuff. Those are just guaranteed. Green's gonna play Genesis Wave mm-hmm. typically. I mean, yeah. unless the green deck is sorcery, like yeah. non permanent base. But I've noticed though in games we play, I see a lot of the same cards. So Tom is completely right. Yeah. Like. 100% mm-hmm. right. Decks are becoming the same. You're like, oh, I have this set of cards and other cards. Even when you first start playing, you play with things that are more fun. Yeah. I remember the first deck I built was Georia Storm. Like, Georia of the Gitu. And I just wanted to suspend things. And it was it was pretty bad. But it was kind of hilarious at the same time. Because, like, I could spend, suspend things and play a bunch of spells during my upkeep. And I was playing, like, Georia's Time Bug, Rift Elemental, or the yeah. one that takes time counters off. And... Uh, what it's, what's the one, the Temporal Fissure or something? Mm-hmm. Bounce of Permanent Storm? Yeah. Um, just, it, it was these, like, cards that were not, not, like, EDH staples, and the deck was still silly, and I enjoyed playing it. But now, like, now, like, we even went to our, to our, our card store, and we tried buying a deck, and I literally, like, it was mono black, and it, the general was, we were gonna, I was trying to make a Shire deck. And, like, the cards just weren't good. For, and, like, the deck probably had a ton of synergy, but mm-hmm. I couldn't convince myself to play those cards. But if that was the first deck I ever made, it would have been so much fun. Yeah, Looking sure. at the cards, I was like, man, this would be awesome. But now it's just like, ugh, whatever. Like, I don't really care. I don't want to play these cards. They're not good. Um, I've even noticed, like, online, people have a hard time, especially since EDH moved on to forums and online in general. Yeah. People, like, no matter how many articles people write saying, oh, you don't have to play what everyone's saying... Everyone does. Everyone does. Everyone's going to ask for suggestions and then get the same suggestions and then buy those cards and put them in their decks. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee that out, like, there are a few people who took my Rafik deck from the Salvation Forums and almost made it card for card. And they're like, wow, that was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed this deck. But there are people playing my deck card for card. Except for, you know, they probably put, took a couple things out that I've had in there for personal preference. 
and brought their own things in. Yeah. yeah. Like, I took out the Infinite Revlar combo. I'm sure people put that back in. Right. And, like, I stopped posting on it, but for a while, it was, like, the go-to thread on the Salvation Forums for a Bant deck. It was, like, eight pages, nine pages of people, like, oh, I really like this deck. I made it completely. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, ugh. It doesn't... It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, but, like... I, I love giving suggestions, but I also find myself giving the same suggestions. And I have a, I have a hard time finding hidden gems now because there are no more hidden gems. Okay, Literally, yeah, I'm running into the same problem. Like people, are all, people. I used to be like, oh, this card is so good, and then you start to discover once you find it's good, someone else finds it's good, and then everyone knows it's good. There's, it's really hard. Like no matter how many times you try and tell me this card is good, you start getting like it's not good. It's just situational. Yeah, hidden gems, in my opinion, are cards that are just going to be good all the time. For a long time, Ristic Study was the hidden gem. Yeah. Like, maybe if one person played it, it was like, no big deal, draw your card. And now, if you're playing blue, you almost have Ristic Study in it. Mm-hmm. And it was the same way with Mystic Remora. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... I think uh, there's a few other cards, too. Like, even even though it doesn't seem like it would have been one, Mana Reflection and Mirari's, like, things that doubled mana, for yep. a while, people were just like, oh, no big deal. Now yeah. now they're catching up. You can tell because the prices are spiking yeah. on them. Now everyone's yeah. like, oh, I need to buy a Mana Reflection for this deck, and I need to buy a Mirari's, like, for my green-white X deck. So, it's almost like, this is why I stopped playing Magic for a couple, like, two, not Magic in general, but EDH, and started focusing more on Limited mm-hmm. for a little while. It's because I was playing against the same cards. Right. And... It's not like I can just go get up and find a new playgroup. Yeah. I, I live five minutes away from the card store, and then I live 30 minutes away from the next closest one. It's not... I don't feel like... I don't want a vehicle, so for me, it's, that'd be like a two-hour walk. Yeah. Cool stuff is like a ten-minute walk. Yeah. So it's not like I can just walk to the other place to play EDH with those guys. Cause that, and even if you do, it's there's nothing to say that their decks won't be yeah. the same. Very, very similar. Yeah, and so... I think a lot of it at this point comes down to... And this is why we start going ones and I Magic. It comes down to not only the cards you're playing, but... The, the, the environment. Yeah. Because just like standard, like, when people start playing a format a lot, and, mm-hmm. like, Star City, the Star City Opens grinded out standard, so people yeah. build the best deck. And the same thing kind of happens with EDH because of the forums. Mm-hmm. So, like, people find all the staples and throw their staples in the deck, and it just becomes the same thing. That's one of the reasons why Patrick and I rebuild our decks so much, because as soon as we get bored playing a deck... We yeah. take it apart and rebuild a new one. Yeah. It may have similar cards in it. Mm-hmm. It may yeah. have, we may have had it before, but we've never done those things, or we haven't done those things recently. Yeah. And then if like it's either fun again, like the Oros deck, which we had, which was fun, kind of stumbled on mana, and now it's it's fun again, or like the uh, the War the Raid Mother deck, we built it. It was great fun for a couple weeks, and then took it apart, rebuilt it a couple months later, and we played it, and we're like, this is the exact same thing I did two months ago when I had this deck. Yeah. I don't want to play. It. Yeah, yeah, because you just end up conspiring everything. <laughs> conspire, 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 win, conspire. I okay. just... Just because. Like, in response to my winning. I, I just... I, I really enjoy... I think now I'm playing such such le- like a less... A much less amount of Magic. Mm-hmm. I play on weekends, and then Wednesdays when I don't have to close, I go play with uh, Avant Card in that group. Yeah. Because I, I'm part of the thing, and I need to beat myself seen, which sucks because I close this one. I hope they don't like that. <laughs> and uh, the big thing to me, though... It's just like, I feel like I'm playing against a lot of the same cards, and that's why I even made a 60-card casual deck. I didn't own a 60-card casual deck for a year and a half, yeah. close to two years, and I built one just because I, I knew I would see different cards. In 60-card casual, you're much more promoted to building with different things, and since I've been such a competitive player, and then my casual forays were into EDH, not much 60-card, I've noticed that I'm just seeing the same cards. Even in limited, you see the same cards. And that's what makes Magic... Sorry. Really boring for me sometimes. Is 
Well, of course, in limited, you're seeing the same. Well, yeah, but like, all the but same like, packs. you see the same decks. When I meant limited, you're going to see the same. Yeah, decks yeah, drafted you, you over and over the again. The same strategies. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like Tom's question was really good, and I feel like, but at the same time, the, the other side of the coin, you shouldn't, you shouldn't purposely build a bad deck. Yeah. But you shouldn't feel obligated to put all the stables in it either. You should build your deck. That's the build your the deck team. that you want to build. But what happens, like, I built the deck I wanted to build with, with Doran deck, mm-hmm. and it was just bad. And I started making black, white, and green cards, and just picking better cards, and then I got to the point where I was like... See, but that's you, though. Like, that's how but, you like, even other decks. people, even other people, like, um... Like, I'll give the most random example. Debbie's going to play what she wants to play. Debbie is the ho- one of the hosts on Avant Card. She's level one judge, and she edits for Mana, or Gathering Magic. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mana, ne- Gathering Magic. <laughs> she... Got to a point with one of her decks where she's like, this is just bad, and she went and bought new cards for it. Yeah. It's not, like, and she's probably, outside of, like, our friend, not even our friend, a guy who plays with us, Marky, who doesn't care what anyone thinks. There are people who are just like, man, this deck is just bad, and they don't play it anymore, or they change it. Or they put cards in that people have suggested, and they're like, no, I want to try my own deck. It just, it almost, like, it can't happen anymore. Because you ask for suggestions, and people start saying the same cards. But again, this is, like, we're, we're all thinking in the mindset of the the... The local, like as far down as to local, the local game store, Twitter, MTG Salvation, like. But I'm sure there are groups of people that sit at home and play. Yeah, but VH. okay, hold on. There, are, let's say there are a thousand people that I've met that play Magic, and they're even on the, the Salvation forums. Let's say 500 people post there, mm-hmm. and they're all playing the same cards. And uh, me and you and our our group has like maybe 50 people, and Twitter has a bunch of people who are all playing the same cards. You put that at 500. Let's say a thousand is the even number. Pat is the only person I know who plays whatever he wants to play. Right, but you're you're inter you're interconnected with all of those people. But there are so many. But there are so many people. Who, there's like a, there's that. what you're saying is there's probably at least one person in a group that doesn't. A there's group one, of Patrick's who is us. Yeah. yeah. So. But like, there are so many more people. That was that regardless, was very confusing. What he just said. If there, regardless of if you, if I'm just thinking about who's around me, there are still so few people who don't look up how to make their deck, and then they start finding good cards. Well, they don't make decks, so. Well, you play the deck, and like there are cards you don't like or you like, even if they're not good or they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a lot of if and yeah, yeah. things. I will play um, that six four. Yes, yeah. Pat is the only person I know who thinks Crows and Tusker is good value as a six five or seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's good value. I just think he's if if you get the seven men and you need a creature. We were playing. We were playing cube. And, like, and he had it in his hand for a while. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like he it wasn't was waiting like, for seven. Turn seven, draw it, slam it down for the da- so, for damage. No, it was like had it in his hand since turn three. Refused to cycle <laughs> it. Kept it in his hand. <laughs> Cast it finally on like turn ten as a six five, and smiled. He was <laughs> like, "You're I'm gonna six five. But the big thing to me about it, like what I was trying, the point I was getting is that. It's almost impossible. Like all the pros are calling out not to be in the hive mind. It is almost impossible to be in the hive mind now. To not be in the hive mind. To not be in the hive mind. Yeah. To not be a part of this group that's like, play this card, do this. It is almost impossible. Because let's say how it works is in my play group, the one I had in school, this is the main reason I feel this way is because all of us were completely innocent to the whole looking for cards online. Mm -hmm. What happened is we had a friend who wanted to play competitive. So he started searching up cards yeah, and play. There's, there's that one person. That one person. The group. And then he, like, it was like Phyrexia spreading across our campus. And when I was in school, we had a play group of like 200 people. And literally none of us had any aspirations. I mean, my, like, I didn't start playing until they had these aspirations. 
But I was always around them, so I, I just refused to play for some reason. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I was also dating April at the time, and I spent all my time texting her and calling her and trying to organize her trips down. <laughs> but uh, it got to the point, though, where like they came in like, okay, you're playing with us because we need more people to play competitively. And so I immediately came part of the hype. I immediately came in and was like, I need to make the best deck possible. Yeah. Now. I want to win. Yeah, I want to win. I have to make the, deck, the best deck possible. No, Patrick wants to make a 100-card singleton deck and bring it to Friday Night Magic. So once his name was Mike, once Mike had that aspiration and brought me into it, and I brought it into me and him brought it into my roommate, and then my roommate, who was very vocal within our group, like started instilling that into other people. Everyone got to the point where they're like, "We had a girl who used to think Raging Goblin was one of the best creatures ever because you played it for one attack for one, haste. had nice haste attack for one, but then she discovered Goblin Guide. Goblin Guide has haste attack for two. Doesn't matter if they get a land. Yeah, and then she she used to like shock. She this was uh, right before M10." Like a week before, but she she didn't keep up with spoilers, and she found out Bolt was being spoiled, so she stopped playing her red deck, just Whoa. so she could just so she could buy lightning bolts. Yeah, because lightning bolts were actually kind of pricey. Yeah, they're like they're, before they got printed, they were like four or five dollars, and she didn't want to spend money on them. So, it is almost impossible to be completely innocent. Yeah, to all to be to the point where you're just like, no, I'm not going to look online because I've tried I tried my best to sit down and build a deck, even if I like with cards I know, and I got to the point where I was like, I wonder I wonder what else would she go in here. And even though I went on Gatherer and stuff, on Gatherer people comment, you should try this card instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, I can't, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Like, it's really hard. And so, th- yeah, those groups you're talking about that sit around their kitchen table and they have no care in the world, let's say, what's to say one of them doesn't, now, the older players who've been playing for a while aren't going to be that way because they like the cards they have and they probably don't want to buy new ones. Yeah. But the people who, who are still in the game and still, like, buying new cards are eventually going to have someone who goes, oh, I wonder... There will be one person. There will be one group. person who tells his best friend and his best friends for it, and that best friend has a friend, you know, another really that's, good that's friend. That's kind of what happened with us. Like for EDH, yeah. I found EDH online, and then like when I first told Tom and Kevin, they're like, "That sounds so dumb. I don't want to play it." Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, they they're like, "We should build EDH decks." That's exactly and, what happened with us. And it was, and then it just it spread, and then we're like, "Patrick, you're playing a hundred card singleton deck with a general," and he's like, "What?" We explained it to him. He's like, "Okay." So we infected Patrick. That's what happened at our group, too. We had a friend, Rob, Pat, and a- another Andrew. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat, wow, his name's not Pat. His name was uh, Logan. Uh, <laughs> so How did you mess that up? Those keys are right next to each other. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but those, the lengths are similar, too, so it's all good. They were like, oh, play EDHLS. Like, Logan would get to the point. I don't even think his name is Logan. I'm just going to say it's Logan now. Um, where he would shuffle his hundred, his general in and play him. Like, you're so, that's, and he'd never win. Yeah. I mean, because his deck wasn't tuned yet. And he, that was, he was like, oh, well, we should, you guys should make him. And Rob was always like that. And Rob would bring his friend in from like 20 miles, 20 to 30 minutes, 20 to 30 miles away and play EDH with just those four people. And what happened is me and my roommate, my roommate came in and he finally caught the bug and he was like, you're making a deck, mm-hmm. an EDH deck. And I've told the story a few times to you guys, but how I, and how I started, I think I told it in the first episode, yeah. but he had a foil Rafik and a foil crash. He said, pick one. And I was thinking value. And he said, they're yours, it's yours forever. And I took foil Rafik because it was like $25 at the time. Duh. And crash was like three. <laughs> but, but I, I still own the Rafik, the foil Rafik and stuff. So like, it's almost to the point, it got to the point that we're like, it just spread, and the night I left for school, or I left for back home, I, I told all my friends, you're making EDH next with us, and we're playing a huge game. We played, like, a 16-person game. Yeah, you but, know that story. Yeah, everyone, but everyone legitimately sat down and made one, and they still have them. I, I keep in touch with my roommate. Mm-hmm. who go. He, he, he left school, too, to go to community college where he used to live, 
and he he said he went back over, and they still own the same generals, the same decks, but they've also tuned them because they because we also spread the look up cards online syndrome. Mm-hmm. So it's just I've said it twice now, and this is the final time. It's almost impossible to be Patrick. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. It is almost must to be in Patrick's mindset and in Patrick's situation. And he's not even a good example because yeah. we like, we still do it, but he's he's the best example we have. Yeah. So if I was to build a deck, I'm not going to look it up online. I'm yeah. Gonna go to the card store. I'm going to look at see what I want. Now I'm, I'm going to look, look what at the you cards have. we own. Yeah. I might ask you guys, but I'm just going to be like, "What's fun? I don't really care about what yeah. what's good." Because so. even even if I build sixty card decks now, I, they still all suck. There's no synergy. There's no there's no like, there's no meshing okay. of the gears. I had, I was there. Like, oh my god, the topics tie in so well together, because general centric and, and good stuff is that the reason decks start to tend more to good stuff is because you get all these staples. Yeah, everyone tends to even general, but a deck has been made at least five times for every general online. And that's being, like, it's probably more than that. But I'm, I'm talking about Salvation Forms alone. At for least, most of them. For I most think. of them. I mean, there are a few that have like two or three, but there's never a deck that's just been made one time and only it's only the only deck of that type that's been seen. Yeah. It's it's to the point where you can look up even like a Daughter of Autumn irrelevant general, um, and there's a deck. Even It might not be built around her, but it might be a green-white deck. Mm-hmm. Or it could be built around her. I don't know why it would be. But, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> so it's... It's just... It's kind of sad. It's really sad. Like, it hurts that this is what... But it, there's nothing you can do. There's no way to fix it either. Yeah, like... And this has been said over and over again by everyone, even from a casual standpoint. Not... I mean, even from a not a casual... Because we've been talking about it casually and in, in, just in, in personal playgroups. But in a widespread competitive environment where thousands of people are playing and 2,000 people are showing up for Grand Prix and 600 are showing up for Star City Opens kind mm-hmm. of deal... The same decks are showing up. There's no incentive to build your own deck because if it's not good, no one will ever notice you, and right. you won't win. Mm-hmm. So if it's not good and you're not unless, winning, you're just throwing away money. You figure out a deck that nobody else has thought of before, which, which is, is impossible. Crazy. Which is crazy. Which is literally like impossible. You, you have to be savant good. Like this is one of the things. Like while people may not respond to him and people may not give him the feedback he wants, well, how I kind of like. One of the main things I admire about Kellen, Kevin Kellen on Twitter, is that he's going to build a deck, and yeah, he'll get a little deterred when people don't give him responses or say it's just bad, but his red-green deck, he was probably the only person who, who not the piloted only... Piloted that deck. Yeah, the only person who piloted that deck, and he's happy with it. Mm-hmm. He's enjoyed his results, even if he's not getting first place and winning everything. Yeah. He still wants to... And he's to tweaking play. it and doing what yeah. he can with his deck. With his deck and within his, his means. Deck, yeah. And he does that with everything. Within Legacy, he comes up with ideas that, you know... Probably, if you would give it to a pro, they'd be like, oh, I'd never play this. But he plays it, he enjoys it, and while he may not be top, top, like, you know, top eighting events, he's still getting 10th and 12th and, and 9th at major events. Not major, I mean, like, qualifiers and stuff like that. Like, you know, he hasn't popped up into a big a big event because he hasn't attended any, but he's still trying to play what he can and enjoying it. Yeah. Now, but it's just impossible. Like... The only reason in Legacy you see so many dicks is because High Tide is so expensive. It's because yeah. High Tide is so expensive and Dual Lands are so expensive. Not Dual like, just cards in general. So you're seeing those those decks that don't win a lot hop- popping you up. You see a lot of different... And, and, and the card pool is huge. The card pool is huge, but main, in my main opinion, it's because certain cards are so expensive that certain archetypes are untouchable. Yeah. Candelabra of Tonus is, what, $400? Yeah, it's something And ridiculous. you can't play that deck without, without spending $1,600. That means I can't even buy four of the cards in that deck. Unless I save four paychecks. Yeah. That's four paychecks of me working, you know, maybe $25, 30 a week. But if I worked full-time every week, it's two and a half paychecks. 
So that means I can't spend money. I can't think about spending money. For four pieces for, of cardboard. Yeah, for four pieces of cardboard that I may not even win events with. Yeah. That I may not even see the money back on. It may not be 400, it might be 200, but... It it's is still too much. Yeah, but it is literally impossible to to break the surface. That guy who had his blue-green Vengevine deck or whatever, and everyone was like, oh, he's so ingenious. If you go on the Salvation Forums, there's still blue-green Vengevine with, like, 50 pages on it. Yeah, that, that still, deck was built when, like, when Trinket Mage got spoiled. Yeah, and again, were like, yeah. Trinket Maging into a, uh, a, a one-drop creature. Yeah, a Memnite gives you Vengevines back, and yeah. fauna, they threw Fauna Shaman in, and so it he just did well with yeah, it. Yeah, he just did well with it. He piloted it well. Uh, Red Black Vampires, when it burst onto the Magic Online scene, it was still a deck where people had been trying the deck for a while. Yeah. It's just that... Vampires have been trying to make it forever. Well, it used to be mono-black, but people were still playing the black-red aggro sacrifice Blade of the Blood Chief deck. And it's just people realized, oh, we can just get rid of Blade of the Blood Chief and add red for burn. Mm. You know? So, yeah, it seems like these guys are bursting on the scene with these new decks and stuff, but they're not. They're, they're just they're tweaking, just, they're just tweaking a, hive, a hive-minded deck that's been around. And they may not know it's been around, but I'm sure they've seen the list somewhere. It may be new to them. It may be new to them, but it, it's it's not like they were like, oh, I'm brand, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. I, and that's the main reason Jace is being so, it's such a strong consideration from everyone that Jace should be banned, is because Jace has been established as the best card in the format. Yeah, it, it makes it so, like like you were saying, Candelabra makes it so you play other decks besides yeah. High Tide. Jace has a similar effect, but he, he makes it so you can't play cards like Worm Coil or, um, what's the, the white... Uh, Hero Blade Hole. Hero Blade It Hole. makes it where... Okay. Uh, Evan Irwin on his most... I think most recent or the one before that was like, oh, this guy played Consecrated, Consecrated Sinks and is like, how cool is that? I mean, even if they bounced... Jace bounced it, I still drew two cards. You paid six mana and tapped out on turn six to draw two cards. Yeah. So that card is almost unplayable in this format if, they, if you're playing a deck with Jace that has it resolved. Yeah, okay, if they... It's still It's good. still good. But Jace so is Hero. Yeah. Hero of Blade Hold and like... And uh, Worm Engine and Abyssal Persecutor and stuff just aren't as good as they should be because they don't either they don't have haste or they don't enter the battlefield and do something like a. Titan. They don't pass the Jace test. Yeah, they don't pass the Jace test. So I like how we went from EDH to like standard yeah. to everywhere. This is, it, I like it. It's natural. It's yeah. it's because it's an epidemic. Yeah, like, like it's yeah. not just EDH. It's that's not affected. like it. It's everything yeah. about magic is affected. Everything about magic has been affected. This is. These three topics were like unintentionally perfect, yeah. Because of the social networking that is now involved from from the internet, it is just impossible. Magic mm-hmm. Online too. Like having a, a, a mind gasm here. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Online is another example. Magic Online posts results of every deck that top eights every event, and there are a hundred events a day. That's that might be even being generous. Yeah, there are like, tons of events. There are tons of events that fire each day, and you see every deck list of top eights. So. Now, there is a flip side to this, though, and, like, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but in terms of competitive, thinking as a competitive yeah. player, you get more practice yeah. playing a deck. You see the, the decks are grinded out so much more because people are playing them so much mm-hmm. more. So while it hampers innovation, it, make, it, it could be argued that it makes better players. Yeah. The, the, the card pool, the card choices might not be as varied, but the players themselves might be better. Mm-hmm. The... The other, the other one, too, is that the guy I've been playing League of Legends with, like, openly was like, oh, I want to build a deck, but he's like, I don't own any Jaces, so I really can't play Standard. Yeah. He's like, I've been working on, like, you know, a Pyromancer Decision deck, but I want Jace in it. Even if Jace's not supposed to go in the deck, it just feels better having yeah. Jace in there. Like, he's like, he's like, but I just, I know it's not that good, and I like to win, 
And if I don't own Jaces, I can't win. He's like, I can't afford to give an entire paycheck up to go buy a set of Jaces. Yeah. And he's like, he he seems like a really good player, too. And, he, like, I've, I've talked theory with him and stuff, and he knows what he's talking about. But he's like, I'm going to my qualifier, but I don't, I, I'm playing a deck I don't really feel I don't feel confident in. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he can beat Kago. Yeah. And I, I don't think he can beat Jace. It's just, like... It does give... Like, theoretically, going with my argument, going with the counter the counter example, it does give an advantage to a homebrew deck. Yeah. Even if it's... Or, like, a lesser-known deck. Because what we said is that the, the homebrew decks don't really, like... They exist somewhere. The lesser-known decks... Like, the, the decks are so fine-tuned for the top eights on Moto or the Star City mm-hmm. um, metagame that... This deck might be able to push through, but that's the thing though is you're playing less quality cards than everyone right. else. So your qual- your like like I said like your card quality isn't going to win you a game. You're just going to shock somebody. Yeah, and they have to be surprised. So you might fi- start like you'll notice they'll start saying, "Oh, this deck is so good. It's winning so much because they're five zero, but from rounds or four zero, but from rounds five to eight, they're playing real decks. Mm-hmm. They're playing the, the hard grinded decks that have way better card quality and just win. Yeah, because they have so much better card quality." You, you you know you might love your standard you know blue red not blue that's a, a real deck I'm going to choose like three red white black deck and you might think it's the best and it's really good but you even might catch bad like because you're gonna get you'll, you'll run up against bad players in the first few rounds sometimes and you might get against bad players who don't know how to pilot Jace well or pilot Valakut well mm-hmm. so they're going to. Once you get past those players and you start playing the players who know how to grind their deck out and know how to win in almost any situation with it because of how much they played with that deck, yeah, you're just gonna lose. And not, I'm not like that's it's not, not certain. It's not certain. But it's, your chances to lose yeah, are way higher than normal. I don't know. I think I think that it's just like I don't think that it necessarily breeds better players. How you were saying it because. Even if you are the best player, if you have if you have a tier two deck going against Kago, you're not going to win. Well, you could unless, I mean, unless depends, the player is terrible. But, but it I depends mean, on who. It depends on the uh, who the player is playing Kago. Yeah. Like a lot of it comes down to like some of it comes down to the player. You give like if we played against each other and you played Kago and I played a tier two deck. Like what? What's mm-hmm. it? I don't know what a tier two deck is right now. Like Pyromancer's Ascension or something. Red Black Vampires. Like Red Black Vampires. Anything that's not control, yeah. basically. Like. I, I still feel confident that I would, uh, and this sounds arrogant, I don't mean use, as an, like, use us as an example, but like, if Chapin piloted Boros against me piloting Kago, I'm pretty sure Chapin would still beat me. Yeah. I think it does, it does at that point come down to player quality. It, but, and it's on the top, but player, players who are good at the game have no incentive to play a tier 2 deck even if they could beat players holding yeah. a tier 1 deck because they that's, might as well just play the tier 1 deck and blow them away. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I think is I think that it's not necessarily breeding breeding good players because good, good players are going good to play players the best are deck. going to be good regardless. Yeah. But they're not they're not going to try and innovate. They're not going to try to make something. Yeah. Good players are going to play one of the best three decks, which is why you see so much of blue white and so much of red blue green. Because uh-huh. right now those are the two best decks, and that's that's what I think. I think that the the good players are only going to play the good decks, and they're not going to try to go out that boundary. because yeah. because why why do they have to? They don't. They there don't there there are some to. exceptions. Well, like I mean, like, like, like Kipler's blue black infect deck. That's a, that has a huge thing to do with player quality. Like you said, you could show up with your your crazy idea deck and win with it. I also think it has to do with Kibler. He's just like, yeah. But yeah, this is what I was getting. <laughs> is you, yeah, you can show up and win. And you know, when you're five zero and you start playing those better players, you're probably going to start losing. But Kibler is such a good player that he took a deck that people had thought of before. Like he wasn't the first one. Like blue black control, blue black control with infect. Mm-hmm. But 
he like even John Medina thought about it too, which is crazy because he's a finance a financial person. He um, and he, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying no, he's no, I understand. Okay. I mean, he's like, not his area. It's not his. Team. It's not his expertise area. But Kibler showed up, and because he's a good he's a good player, a great player. He took this deck beyond the players who were playing Calgo and stuff that he had to play in the last three rounds. Yeah. So. And I think that doing more of that will be more beneficial to the formats yeah. than. But you got to think though that, like, I, what Pat's saying is like, if these pro players came out and played just off the wall decks like Blue Black Infect or even like the Blue, it's not off the wall, but different decks and mm-hmm. top eight with them, we'd see more variance in the format. But the, the, but there's no incentive because Magic is their lifestyle. Yeah. That's how they make money. So why take a chance? That they're yeah. going to spend money and not see the return on it. Yeah, statistically, Cargo is just better. Like, not even Cargo not even on like in any format. Yeah, like when Jun was popular, why take a chance that you're just going to play Jun and they're going to get the sick cascades over and over again when you can just play Jun? Unless you have some other reason to play um, a different deck, yeah. like like Kibler with Infect, yeah. or, or like Conley is a good example. Yeah, Conley's a good example. Like Conley like, is known the, for that. The thing about Conley too, though, is that like lately, yeah, he's he's topped like a, a Star City Games thing a few months ago. But, like, you aren't hearing that much from him because just that's how dominant the decks have gotten. Yeah. It's hard for someone like Conley. Conley was yeah. known as innovating. He was known as a rogue deck builder. It's hard for him to be innovate, to innovate the format yeah. when it's just so, like, cut and dry Yeah, that this is the best deck and it's almost... You have to innovate but put in Jace. Yeah. <laughs> not, even J- not even Jace, though. It's just, like, in any format. Mm-hmm. Like... Back when fairies were popular, it was, yeah, you could build a deck that just bone fairies, but you're going to lose something else. Mm-hmm. But now, there's not even a deck that can just completely bone Calgo, is there? I don't think so. Like, I don't think there's a deck that just outright, if you play against like it... Maybe Calgo with black. Like, yeah, yeah, but... It's just, like, Valakut would be dominating if it wasn't for Calgo, so everyone would play Valakut. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It all it all ties back together. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about it for hours, but it all really culminates in the same thing. Like we Chapin's talking circles about, forever. Yeah, Chapin talked about the hive mind thing previously. It, like there are so many tournaments and there are so many people grinding it out that yeah. this is what we're left with. Mm-hmm. There's there's not much more. What you see now at the top tables is what's going to be at the top tables next week at the Star City Games Open, and it's what's going to or there's no what you see at the you top know, tables yeah, now yeah, is going to be there. You know, in Orlando in two weeks when we're there. You know, I want to take some crazy deck with new Phyrexia, but I'm probably not going to do well. That's also something, like, I don't think I'm even, I think I'm an average player, but I feel like if I showed up with a Kalgo or a Rug, I would have the potential to do much better than the deck I'm thinking of in my mind. Yeah. But I'm yeah. still going to try it, and once I lose, I'm probably never going to touch that deck again. Yeah. So, it's just really demeaning for players like me who who want to show up, and we'll grind out some games, but, like, we want to come up with our own deck and and play... But we can't. Yeah. Can I give a really good example of this no. for Legacy? Um, like, in Legacy, the Star City Legacy event happened just now. Literally, like, today. And there were two Battle of Wits players. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, Battle of Wits is a known deck. That's not, that's yeah. not a... But normally, like, when, even when I told Andrew and I woke him up this afternoon, it was like, there are two Battle of Wits players. He's like, oh, so they're playing Battle of Wits and combo pieces. Yeah. And that's what one, one guy was... He did actually worse. He's playing Battle of Wits and, like... I have like six like, different combos shoved together yeah. in his 241 card deck. And then the other guy was playing this deck I thought was really cool. He was playing uh, Battle of Wits. Zoo. Zoo. And the, it's just, this is like the culmination of all of it. They're taking a, a well-known good deck and a well, like a fun rogue deck and just shoving them together. Yeah. 
And, and, that's, what, and yeah. that's what they have to do to win, because if you just played the normal Battle of Wits deck, which was just tutor up for Battle of Wits and all that stuff, you wouldn't win, because you the, there's so much counterspell in that format, and there's so much forcible and daze and stuff. And they would do exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Like, so when you show up with it, like, when your opponent sits down with a 241 card deck, you're like, at a tournament, and it's Legacy, you're like, okay, so he's just trying to win with Battle of Wits. And then their first turn is Land Fetch Goblin Guide? Yeah. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. So then on turn four, you go show and tell. <laughs> Sorry, I was you, watching when this happened. So, yeah. But, like... He screamed like a giddy little girl. Oh, yeah. I, I thought... I, 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 thought up. I thought Andrew, like, he jumped on Andrew or something, and then Andrew, like, grunted because... I woke up because he went like, ah! Yeah, yeah. I was like... In case you guys don't know what happened, it was a Battle of Wits player versus a Sneak Attack Show and Tell deck, and the guy, the Sneak Attack Show and Tell deck goes at the end of your turn, intuition for uh, uh, Emrakul, 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 or something like that. And he got one to his hand, then he goes, my turn, um, intuition for uh, Show and Tell, Show and Tell, Show and Tell, get one to my hand, play Show and Tell, Show and Tell, Emrakul into play. His opponent goes, puts it face down, when he puts, when he puts the Emrakul, he flips it over Battle of Wits. And his opponent just looks at it, and you can see he's just so shooken up. The, the replay will be online somewhere. You have to watch yeah. it. It is the great, like, Kenny, I think, was the name of the guy playing Battle of Woods. He, he slow-rolled it without being a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. He just put it down and, like, sat back. I, I don't think I could handle that uh-huh. one. Oh, oh, you know how you're supposed to flip at the same time with show and tell? I think I was just throwing it on the table. I'm like, ah, take that. Oh, you win. win the game. I win. Because I'm a jerk. No, I'm not that big of a jerk, but like I don't think I can control my my face. I would have like yeah, I want to yeah. see it because I want to see if he even smiled. Because I don't know if I could have put there and been like show and tell. Oh, no, he smiled. That was the face. <laughs> it was like that, like clenching my lips together, like biting on them so I don't say it. So I'm trying. I'm like, uh, <laughs> kind of okay. And then cross my Wait. arms. I would just cross my arms, and when he said flip, I would like you can flip it. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to laugh. I really don't want to laugh at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, uh, that was, I just had to, I think yeah. that's a good capstone to the, the discussion though, because, yeah. so that's about it. That's what we got to say about that. I know we talked about it for a little while and that's something I know people, that was to. a really fun conversation. Yeah. Like the way that flowed, I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And we have yeah. one more thing to talk about, which is the big subject of the day or the week or the, it's been the big subject if you think about it for like three weeks. Yeah. Cause new Phyrexia was leaked and we've talked about that before and it's not new to anybody, but new it was Phyrexia just a big, isn't new. that's, that's kind of funny. It's, we just, but. so for a week or so, it was like, man, I wonder who had the balls to do this. Yeah. Like, who had the balls to just completely screw wizards like that? And who was going to get, you know, sued to death? Like, who's never going to, to own any money own ever. Own any money <laughs> ever. And it turns out that, uh, we all know who these people are. Yeah, they're not They're unknowns. not unknowns. They're not people who just hacked into a computer and got a hand on it. Uh, in case you, in I case have case no you, idea who these people okay, are. Okay, so we got Pat. Okay, but if you keep up with with pro play style, pro life, yeah, um, which a lot of people do, uh, Guillaume Matignon, who was in the race for Player of the Year and won Worlds of 2010. So it's not like these are players who are not known and haven't done anything in a while. And Guillaume Wafotapu, who would have been a Hall of Famer this year, yeah, because he 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 got in the finals of Worlds, and everyone's like, okay, Wafotapu is a five Hall of Famer now. Uh, and then two relative unknowns. I don't know if they're unknown, but to me they are. David Gothier and some other guy. I don't remember the other guy. I don't uh, know David. I know the name. The name David. Know. The name David Gothier is well known now. Here's here's the lowdown on it. Uh, Guillaume Matignon works for Lotus Noir, which is a written magic publication in France. First of all, I know I didn't know those any existed any longer. Yeah, I thought but, all those left. But as a written a written publication, they they. They get God books from Wizard a month ahead of time yeah. because they need to have their articles ready to go out 
as soon as possible. They chose Matignon to write their review article. Matignon shared with Wafotapo the God Book. Uh, before we start talking about anything else, like about how this is wrong, we'll just keep going on the story. Yeah, we're just gonna yeah. continue, we're just gonna go okay. through the whole story. Matignon gave it to Wafotapo. Wafotapo gave it as I think it I mean definitely it was supposed to stay a secret to David Gothier. David Gothier gave it to or maybe he gave it to the other guy. Regardless, yeah. one of these relative unknowns got it and then gave it to the other one. Then David Gothier got on the IRC chat and started blabbing about how he had the God Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Derwan from from Channel Fireball, yeah, gets really interested. It starts kind of, not he doesn't ask any questions. He was letting everyone else. He, it just seemed like this guy wanted some fame, and then he took a few screenshots and showed them to people, and that's how they got on the Salvation forums. And he doesn't know they got on the Salvation forums for a while, and finally he gives the entire God Book to somebody. Um. And then the Godbook gets put on Salvation in a, in a in a PDF file. Yeah. But before it got put onto the onto the, as a PDF file, Gothier realizes that oh my god, someone just posted my screeny. He's and I assume he sent this to Derwin. Maybe Derwin sent him the email first, or he sent it because Derwin was asking him questions in the IRC chat. But Caleb Derwin gets an email with who is he? He's David Gothier. He's a 19 year old relative unknown mm-hmm. from from France. How did he get the Godbook? Uh, Waffle Tapa gave it to him, or Waffle Tapa gave it to this guy, and then gave it, and then that guy gave it to him. Durwal was like the uh, investigator. Yeah. Um, are you afraid of like any? You know, he was like, yeah, I'm very fearful of what Wizards is going to do us. Do to us. Um, I'm really shocked though that that. I mean, I understand because they're friends and stuff, but Caleb, they they didn't post the article until it was announced that Matt and Yon and Waffle Tapa were going to advance. So this makes me feel like it's been known from the inside. Yeah, that these two have done it since the beginning. I feel like it has. I feel yeah. like um, I feel like Channel Fireball was kind of just being polite to Wizards. Yeah, letting Wizards iron it all out. And, and I, this is me. I'm very into conspiracy theories. I'm not into 2012, but like conspiracy conspiracy theories really intrigue me. I think that most pros had a hand on the God Book before then. And Channel Fireball didn't post it because they didn't want to be like, well, how did you know this? Yeah. Um, that's just me. I don't believe that. It's a possibility. It's, but, it, but yeah. like, it's an intriguing possibility. The first thing here, though, is that the first, the main thing that comes to your head is why in the world would two people whose lives rely, why would one person in the first place even give it to someone else? His life relies on magic. Matt Mion is a magic player who makes his money through magic, works for Lotus Noir. Magic is his life. Yeah. Now his name is just completely like sullied. Yeah. Like, he's no longer a name I... I used to respect him. Like, he seemed... Yeah, like, I I, I, I'm, I didn't really care who won Player of the Year, but I was more hoping Matt and Yun won, because he seemed like a legitimately good person. He seemed... He, he wore Brad's sticker during during the Paris... Brad wore Matt Yun's up. Did he? Yeah. I could have sworn they had... Well, it, uh, well, the picture I saw, Brad had his on, still... But no, I remember during, him, during the finals, I know they both had him on. But like yeah. Matt Newman was even openly like Brad was like, "I want to win." Matt Newman was like, "It'd be nice to win, but I, it'd be good. It'd be cool to see Brad win too." Yeah. But Brad was straight up like, "I want to win," which is good to see in a player too. But like he he was the epitome. Like we've all been there before. We've all been you know one two, and there's a chance we can top eight FNM or top eight a tournament, but we just drop in because you know we're gonna lose another round or something, and our breakers might be good enough. But but Matt Newman's been in that position at Worlds and was about to drop. And then was like, you know what, never mind. And played through and won like 14 straight matches. Or however many it was. And top eighted and then won Worlds. Yeah. Like, he just seemed like an all-around good guy. So why in the world would he share it with... Would he even risk? 
Like, he may trust Waffle Top enough, and he may think Waffle Top, since Waffle Top's life relies on magic so much, too, that Waffle Top would never, ever, ever give it away. But why even put that chance out there? Yeah. Why even risk that? Yeah, okay, maybe you don't have anyone to play test the set with because you're a pro and you're going to do that. Yeah, people, all the pros might be saying, oh, I would just, I would keep it confidential. No, you're going to try and play test with it. You're going to try and build decks. I, I would have, would have, and I have no incentive to. Yeah. So. And this goes back even farther, because then you gotta look at it like, well. Has this happened before? Yeah, has it happened before? Um, Lotus Nora has been giving Manion the god books to write the articles. Has that been happening? Has Manion always been getting them? Right. Has Manion always been giving them to Waffle Top, and has Waffle Top always been getting the way, and this is the first time someone was like, I'm gonna cash in? Yeah, has, like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a cascade of information. It's so much that the like, general magic public didn't know about. Like, I can get why everything else happened, why Wizards gave it, why they, why the guy gave it away because he wanted some fame, I, but I, I still can't wrap my mind around why one person whose life is so involved with magic. Yeah. Would just be like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna risk all of it. I understand why Wizards gave it to Nior, though technically, like, it just seems early. I, okay. and I don't understand written magic publications yeah. in general at this point. Yeah. And I understand why Nior, Brian from yeah. Almond Crab, is actually going to bring this up, like, I understand why Nior would want, um, they, they would want a good player to be writing their yeah. set review. So, they give it to Manion. Um, Manion. Almost player of the year, right. world's champ. Makes sense. Totally understandable. Like you said, it, it comes into so much more question when it's like, but, and and also why wizards decided like you need this a month early? Yeah, why couldn't they've gotten it like a week or like even a, two weeks ahead of time, a week before the pre-release? Because by then you almost know all the cards. Why a month? Yeah, yeah. Why do they need it? You know, two weeks before anyone else would know the full set. That I mean, like this just goes back so far. Like how how much advantage have these players had? Yeah, like. This is me because I just started playing. I didn't know Matt Neum's name until this year. Mm-hmm. Has he been getting all of the sets from Zendikar and from from? Because is that why he was such a huge breakout this year? Maybe he's been around and playing very well for a while. But to mm-hmm. me, is that why he suddenly was like, it's like, oh my god, Neo Matt is one of the best players. Yeah, yeah, I know he's been around for a while. But like this year, it was like he won Worlds, and like Worlds was what, like a month after, after um, after Scars came out. I don't remember. I, I think it was only like a month because it might have been, been two, but like no one had thought of had you know been like oh we're gonna put never mind I don't know where I'm going with this but like how how much did he know the cards better than everyone else right like that's the big like that's one of the other big things like I mean I'm sure as a, a di- another pro, pro player like like right now what I'm, we're gonna like right now is all the questions and then I I think we're all gonna give our opinions and our our assumptions yeah. But like another pro player would look at that and be like, "That it's it's inherently unfair." unfair. Yeah. It is a it is cheating. Yeah, they get yeah. so much advantage yeah. from knowing all these cards over. Like, yeah, these pro players are still going to be play a thousand games, but the, the guys who had it a month ahead of them are playing two thousand games instead of one thousand. Yeah, they're like they're they're grandfathered into like the future league instead yeah. of the future future. League. They have yeah. their own special testing zone. It's just. The other thing too is why would two people who apparently love magic, not while I'm talking about Gothier and the other guy, give it away even more? Mm-hmm. How stupid can you be to go on IRC and be like I have the God Book, ha ha ha? Yeah, okay, you could be trolling and then prove it when someone questioned you. Yeah, if someone was like proof Pixar didn't happen, that is the why. Why would you even risk that? That's there's no point. All that can end for you there is bad things. Yeah. yeah. Pixar didn't happen or prove it or hey can I get can I get a glimpse of it oh haha ha, I don't think Waffle Tapa would like that 
You definitely wouldn't like it. It got him banned for a year. Yeah. It got Matt and Yon banned for three, and these other three players banned for a year. Which, like, the punishment, it seems... I am all for it. I don't no, know. I'm not, like, I'm, no, I'm not saying that they, they... Yeah, I'm all for it as well. But I, I feel like it would have been more. That's That sounds so rude, but... I know. Yeah. I think the, I think that they're, the good, they're good links for the other three. I think Matt and Yon should have been longer. Like, the thing is... Because Matt and Yon should have never even given it away. To me, it doesn't make sense that... And someone mentioned this on Twitter, and I'm sorry that I'm not giving him credit. But, like... They're, pub- they're they're punishing a non-game related like it's not an in-game thing. It is an in-game thing because they have an inherent advantage and they're cheating in-game. Well, okay, but it's, <laughs> it didn't. No, that yeah. I understand. But it's like this is a legal issue. Yeah. They signed a contract not to share this, and your punishment is you can't play Magic for three years. Isn't that a legal punishment though? Because that is their life. Yeah, the top of Matt Yon, they're not making money for Matt Yon's not making money from tournaments for three years, and I'm pretty sure since Lotus Noir trusted him with the God Book, Lotus Noir will no longer allow him to write for them. Yeah. Um. So he loses that income, and unless he owns a store, he's gonna have to get a you know he may have a real job already, but like he loses of so much income. I just never thought of it thought of it as like a yeah. banning is like you're losing your job for three months yeah. for three years. He like Matt if, like I don't know much about Matt Yon's personal life or Waffle Tapas. But if they're as involved and invested in magic as most people make them out to be, mm-hmm. that is three years Matt Nguyen doesn't have a job, and that is a year Waffle Tapa doesn't have his job. Right. And even then, when they come back, it's still going to be like, uh, there's still going to be an air about them. Like a, It's just like, you know, the Saito thing, whatever. I don't like That one I don't feel like should have been that long of a ban. Oh, yeah, that one was a bit more... That was a little bit shifty. like... That one was more of a, like, a, we're punishing you, and we're trying to set an example. These, they deserve it, and I honestly feel like Matignon should have been longer, and Waffle, I feel like the Waffle Tapa one, maybe a little bit, Waffle Tapa and the other ones, maybe a little bit longer, but like, Matignon, he was the core, he was, this is your, you are the one who was trusted the most with this, with this book. Yeah, because Lotus Noir didn't do anything wrong in giving it to him. No. Yeah, because they had to give it to someone to write. And yeah. it makes sense to give it, to, like you said, to the, the yeah. world winner. Yeah, so, it makes sense to give it to the person who knows the most about magic, can figure out the synergies, and, and try to put that in the article. Yeah, it's just... The the main thing to me... You don't want to give it to me because I have no idea yeah, what the hell you're like, talking about. <laughs> is One thing we talked about yesterday is that why a, why a month? Me and Trevor sat down, and yeah, it's taken us a while, but in two weeks, banged out a set review. And yeah, we're not Matt and Young and stuff. But in two weeks, we still did a pretty... And I'm sure there, there's a lot more in, in like the printing process yeah. and getting it to the printers and things yeah. like that. But it still just seems like it, paper magic as a medium seems so. To, maybe in France it's a bigger deal. Maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's something that I'm just not getting either. But it, like I don't think of Scry magazine, which doesn't exist anymore, if I'm not mistaken. When I think of magic content, I think of Star City Games, Channel Fireball, like O2 uh, Drop, Man of the Pride, sixty cards, those like sites mm-hmm. which don't get a god book. They just don't. They yeah. get some. They like the, they get the preview cards one at a time, like everyone else. Yep. The, their writers or they will get spoilers. Yeah. From they'll get one spoiler. Yeah. And that's all they're gonna get. Yeah. So to give the entire set to one person. To not one person, but to one company. Or to, like, a group of companies. Because yeah. we don't know. I mean, Lotus Noir is just the one who gave it to... Lotus Noir is the only one I even know about now. Yeah, I don't know but anyone. I mean, but, like, maybe... if there are other ones, how many more companies who hired other well-known players to write for them? Yeah. If there are other... This is, like, granted, we don't know if there's other magic... Lotus Noir might be the only one out there. Yeah. But, like, Star City is open to come out, and, like, I believe when they say in Switch Channel Portal that they don't receive one. Right. But who... That's the company saying that. Who's to say these players haven't been like, oh, I got the god book from this guy? Like, yeah, that's a huge group of people who have to eat their mouth shut. 
right. but there's no consequences if no one ever finds out. Yeah. So it just seems so. It, it's giving the older medium mm-hmm. an advantage. Yeah, and those who are on top get to stay there. It, it just it doesn't make it. It's it doesn't like, make sense for the for the game. It gen- like, I genuinely like these last three weeks have made me almost disappointed to be a Magic player mm-hmm. because I kept so much like I had so much excitement in spoiler season and that got taken away from me and I was very disappointed. And now one of the players who I thought was like it's like when you found out if you were a baseball fan. Yeah, you might have known, but it never was. If you found out Mark McGuire did steroids and Mark McGuire was one of your heroes, yeah, it's like man, he cheated, or he lied, or he. And it's like Matt Young was a player I really looked up to, and I I wanted to be more like him as an individual, as a player, because of the way he was very he was very open and calm about things, and he he never seemed to lose his cool. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he just completely like any trust anyone had in him, as even from not from like knowing him, friends will still be his friends. Um, but people who like maybe even like wow that's one of the players I really people like people who idolized him like even uh, mixed notes Timothy uh, I don't know his name so probably, I'm saying Knutson yeah. Knutson um, wrote an article where he wanted to get your favorite like people have favorite pro players and they have least favorite pro players and he asked people to write up a um, an art like a send Photoshop pic of cards of your favorite and your least favorite we don't know these people personally but they're they're like celebrities among us they're like the MVPs of yeah the- they're yeah. like they're like. They're your LeBron Jameses and your and your Kobe yeah. Bryant's. They're you know if you watch wrestling, they're your Hulk Hogan's and your and the Rock and stuff like that. These people we look up to, even if you don't want to admit it. Oh, that sounds nerdy or that sounds lame. You look up to these people. Yeah, they're you, doing a li- they're making a living out of something you 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 wish you could do. For you. Yeah, yeah, like I I wish I could have you know played basketball or baseball or football for a living, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm not. I didn't go after that, and I and I now now my dream though is that I wish I could play Magic for a living. And it's just, it's very disappointing as an individual to be like, someone you looked up to is, like, openly and blatantly just breaking the trust of everyone. Yeah. Like, he broke the trust of, of Wizards and Lotus Noir, and then by releasing the God Book, like, yeah, people were like, oh, I don't care, I'm glad we have the God Book. But players like me and Trevor and Pat, who, who maybe want to play professionally, but don't, it's like, man, that's like... It, it makes it seem so much more seedy and yeah. much more shady. It seems like there's a lot more going on in the pro circuit. That yeah. probably isn't. Yeah. But it just seems like it makes me. Though. It makes me feel like the pro circuit in general is a lot more shady. Yeah. I won't openly come out and just call them out and say, you guys cheat. No. You guys always do this. But it makes it seem a lot more shady. It, it puts that seed of doubt in. And it's like... I totally forgot what I was going to say. That was... I had it and... You had an Andrew moment. Yeah. I do this at least once a podcast where I'm like... Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, I hate it so much. It was so awful. I get something every once in a while, and then I don't know. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, okay, I know what I was going to say. When when they did the the news about the leak, which is un- I think it's unprecedented for Wizards. Uh, Wizards in two thousand two, Kyle Murray, who may or may not be, I wrote a twenty seven hundred word article about this, and I refused to post it. I deleted it completely because I didn't want to. I didn't. I wanted the podcast about this. So he, I, I, I linked in there though that he openly said they won't comment about a leak. Yeah, they won't come in a leak because it still leaves the excitement there. But it was such a big deal this time. This was yeah, people. What was it? Judgment and then Ravnica. Yeah, we're spoiled. We're previewed and leaked. But this one was so much bigger because of all the se- wizards for six for a, a year has kept it under wraps. We didn't know if it was um, you know you knew it was New Phyrexia, but we didn't know if it was New Phyrexia or Mirrored and Pure. Yeah, for three months after two months after Besiege came out. Yep, and they were shipping it out as action, and we just we legitimately. Like, yeah, you can say, oh, I knew from the very beginning it was going to be this. Because Most I, people had speculated. Yeah, but you legitimately did not know. 
So they've been trying to keep this set so tight under wraps because they were so happy with it and so impressed with it. Like, yeah, they feel that way about every set they, they release, but this one went in specific. It was something they had never done before. They had created a war, and instead of just knowing who won from the very beginning... You didn't. You didn't, and this is the first time we've gone back somewhere. Yeah. Like, this was a big deal. And, and it was just... And it wasn't like... Because what I was going to say was I feel like... You, I thought, oh, it got spoiled in IRC chat. It was a nobody. Yeah. Like, it was... I thought someone, like, hacked into a computer or maybe, like, maybe sat down on someone's computer who was involved. Yeah. And like, was, just like, took it. found it. Yeah. Or found it on the internet. Like, people people look at the the trademarks he yeah. gets to try to figure out. Like, something just shady and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I didn't think it was this. I didn't yeah. think I didn't think I'd read that leak article and be like... I didn't think I'd read the leak article and see the names Guillaume Matignon and Guillaume Wafatapo. Yeah, no. Because... Not at all. Like, like I said in the beginning, Waffle Tapu was a surefire Hall of Famer. Like, was was going to be a Magic Hall of Famer, and Matt and Yo might as, might as well have been in three years, but there's three years... I don't think, like, Saito and Waffle Tapu's names now are so completely, like... They've they're been smirched. They're smirched. Like, you can't... They can't. Well, I, I, I would almost feel like... Even, like, I don't want to use the word again, but disappointed if they got inducted now. Yeah. Because even Matt and Yo, like, I never, I, I don't, like, I never really rooted for Waffle Top, but it was cool that, you know, he was always the control player. Huh? Yeah, I, I liked, I liked watching. He, he seemed like he played very, yeah. he was very collected. I liked him as a, as the a player. The other thing, too, though, is that I watched him in a, in a, I, I think it was a, didn't he, didn't he play the most recent Grand Prix? I think so, I don't remember. Yeah, this was right after New Phyrexia got leaked, and I watched him play, and it was just like, oh, wow, this guy's a good player. But now it's like, wow, he's a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's a liar. <laughs> wow, you know, he, it's just, uh, it's hard to deal with. It's it's hard to deal with. It's almost like, like I said, it's like the steroid situation in baseball and stuff. <sighs> now, we, we've asked all the questions and we've gotten like how we, but like whose fault do you feel? Like if you, could, I know it's everyone's fault involved, but if you were to blame one person, who is it? Me? If yeah. I were to blame one person, probably Manion. The Manion was the guy who who gave uh, it to everybody. Who yeah. gave it to one person? Who gave it to another? Who? Yeah, I, I would go with Manion. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I want to say Madden because of how disappointed I am, but I'm going to say Wizards in the beginning. That's that's that yeah. was I was between the two, but I figured if I said if I said I'm between the two, you'd be like, no, pick. No, it's it's how would you swallow that fish if you had to swallow it whole? Pick pick a side. Like, okay, people want to blame Lotus Noir because they gave it to Madden, but they had to give it to someone to write. Yeah. So yeah. I feel I feel like Wizards in the first place with a set they had so tightly wrapped should have been like, I'm sorry, we're only going to give it to you when every at uh, a week before the pre-release. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, you know, you, you might. Put this out a week late. But you we, might put this out a week late, it. but we can't afford to have this be messed up. Yeah, because all of the drama. Like, imagine. Yeah, we saw Karn from that small league, but imagine the drama if we had seen Karn for the first time. The the restart the game, like official. Even like seeing mental misstep. Yeah. Uh, the, the uproar mental misstep would have gotten if it was like the only card spoiled for a day. We would talk about it for a week. Yeah. Now we talk about it for two days because everyone saw all the cards. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I just think Wizards should have been much smarter in this situation. It's been like, told anyone who has a print publication, you will get this a week before this pre-release. I think that would have been a safe time to do it, because at that point, if it gets leaked, you may see one or two cards. Yeah, they're still going to punish people who did it, but you're still only going to see one or two cards. Yeah, yeah one or two new cards. Not even, maybe like ten, okay? Because on the last day, they released a bunch of commons and uncommons we haven't seen before. Well, I mean, but commons and yeah. the commons and uncommons... They're still part of the set. They are no, part of the set, but I just think, as integral as the rares. Like... Who am I most disappointed with? Matt and Yon and Mafutapa. Who do I think is most to blame here is Wizards. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, Wizards should have been much safer. Yeah. Like, okay, 
yeah, it would have been a big deal if, like, this was Zendikar or if it was a set, not even Zendikar, like, if it was World Wake or going back, if it was, like, Shards of Alara or Alara Reborn or something, that would have been a big deal. But this is a set they have been so It's, it's like, the worst timing yeah. for it, too. And not only that now, anyone can come out now with M12 spoilers and say they're real. Like, there's a guy who posted, like, an 8-drop Bloodthirst 6 Dragon and uh, Gideon's Avenger and stuff. Anyone can come out with these cards now and be like, oh, these are real. Haha. <laughs> and now we, we're not sure anymore. You can't just write them off as fake, because sometimes some things look legitimately real. Yeah. But you're like, oh, they're fake. They, can, like, they just don't. They can't. They don't look it. They don't yeah. feel it. Like, they don't feel right, but now you don't know. Now it's like these guys could be completely making these up. And that's just like... We don't mean in an hour, no, but yeah. it's just like... Yeah. Wizards, I think, really should have been safer. And Matt and Yon should have been safer. Wizards, like, they'll recover from this. Yeah. Matt and Yon is going to have a much harder time recovering from this. That is three years. If, like, like I said, if Magic is only... is Three years where he's unemployed. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to get a job or whatever. But three years where, if he even has a job now, let's say he made like, 20000 a year for Magic, that's $20,000 that's going to be missing from his life. Yeah. yeah. Like... When I lost my job at Target, even for a month, that was $1,200 a month I wasn't seeing anymore. And it was a huge deal. Like, if I lost my job now, that's, you know, $900 a month I don't see anymore. And, and I'm sure, like, it's, it's also breaching a contract, which yeah. doesn't look good in any, any situation. Any situation. No, and, yeah, so, like, and now, a job if he tries to go get a big name job, like, if he tries to go to a company that's well-known and he's trying to get a higher-up position, and they, like, they search you up, they're yeah. going to see Guillaume Matignon releases private information on a contract that he signed. Yeah. Yeah. He could, like, this is much bigger than him not playing Magic. Yeah. This is, like, life. Life changing. Life changing. Yeah, like, all, like, this was, like, he, sa- he signed a legal contract saying, I won't do this, and, and did it and anyway. Did it. Yeah. <sighs> I don't, like, I haven't really discussed how I fall on the subject until now. Yeah. Like, we talked about it, we didn't really discuss it. Was, it wasn't this impacting. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, as a player, I feel almost not like, I'm not going as far as some people are like, oh, I don't trust Wizards anymore, they probably give it to all the pro players. No. I don't think that. Yeah. I, I just I don't, don't think I Wizards was it. intelligent in this situation, and I don't, tr- and I, I feel like the pro tour is a lot much more shadier now than yeah. it used to be. It seems like it. And it, 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 it's probably not true. Right. It's probably, people are still probably as genuine as they seem. But now it it's just. It's just that doubt. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like. The thing I thought of in my head was kind of racist. I have to change that. Like in a situation where, like, a certain, um, like a like I'll use fraternity and sorority since we're in college. You're you're rushing for fraternities, and I rushed for Sigma Chi, and I got in, but I, I my grades weren't good enough. So, um, I don't know the frat guy. Yeah, I know. you guys would have, yeah. No, I know. Um, but Sigma Chi, if I like, I went into another one. I think it was a uh, TKE T. Um, and I went in, and one person just seemed really shady, and that, the whole thing to me seemed yeah, like, this fell off. This fell off, and like, I don't want to be there anymore, I'm gonna go back to this place and try this place, and I'm gonna go stay here. And that felt right, and that's the best example I can get, because Sigma, like, Sigma Chi was the pro tour before I found out about this. Yeah, because once I got in, I learned some shady things, but that was okay, because you were in. The first, imp- I was in, and the first impression wasn't terrible. Now, my impression of the pro tour is like when I walked into the teak house, and I was just like, this, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it, I don't trust this. Yeah. I don't even, like, I have much lower aspirations now because I, it's just so shady to me. And I feel like it's such a, uh insider group now. Yeah. So, uh, I've got nothing else. Pat, 
I'm good. I don't want to end the show right now. There's some, I want to. That's a really abrupt ending. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no. So like, our final. My final thoughts is: Wizard should have been smarter, uh, and Guillaume should have been smarter. Both the Guillaume should have been smarter. Yeah, so. I agree. And I mean, the the guy that David shouldn't have leaked it. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts. I think that Watsi, because they were so proud of the set, and they were they're trying to you know protect. Whether like what side was going to win so much, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was, it was prudent of them to to release the set to anyone, but you know what happened happened. <laughs> so can't affect it now. Uh, now that now now that this is that's the last of our topics. Um, now that we've Pat and Trevor have ended school, mostly Trevor because like we said, Pat will write an occasional article, but they've ended Maybe. school. Yeah, and Pat, ever, Pat has summer. If I ever get the password for the website, <laughs> Pat has summer and stuff. But like Trevor is done with school for three months. Yeah. So you're going to see more from us. I posted two articles uh, on the site. Uh, this should almost guarantee now. Like before, with with their finals and stuff, it wasn't sure. If, I wasn't even sure if I was going to ask them the podcast last weekend. But now for three months, it should be almost guaranteed that we are going to. It should be a weekly yeah. thing. Yeah, like, it should be a weekly thing. Yeah. So barring, like, I might, yeah, something. I might not be here next week, but that that be yeah. This, I don't mean to be mean, but it'll be it will occur in some form or yeah. fashion. Like yeah. they're, you, if they will be here, yeah. I might not be, but yeah. they will be here. So <laughs> it's uh, I've got I've got some stuff I want to talk about once New Phyrexia comes out because I don't really want to do it now. Like I still have that taste in my mouth about New yep. Phyrexia where I'm just like I don't even want to write about it. But we uh, we. Share some articles up. You should definitely hear from us the rest of the next three months. Keep on like if you're if you use Twitter, keep on Twitter, especially around the weekend. If you want to give us an idea, yeah, um, like literally those three ideas came two hours ago. Yeah, if if you want to give us an idea and it's not the weekend, I'd probably recommend emailing us. Yeah, because on Twitter I'll forget. Yeah, it's cov- it's Covenant of Minds at Gmail, Gmail. Um, or just, commenting on the site is yeah. a really good way. Somewhere where it's completely permanent and it doesn't like get marked away in the, in the sands of time. Right. So like if it's if it's the weekend and we ask and you reply, we'll we'll keep. We'll it is almost guaranteed. Stuff. Like there are a few where we're just like we can't really talk about it. We can't cover about that. Oh, now. we wanted to talk about Tom had an idea okay. of building. This is a good way to end it. I think. Yeah, this is a good setup. Next week or the week following, um, Tom asked us to build build build. build I think you do that every episode. What? Build build yeah. Build standard or EDH. EDH is a little harder for ten tickets, but to build a standard deck for ten tickets or under, ten tickets is the equivalent to about nine dollars and eighty cents. Yeah. But online it is ten dollars. Uh, to build ten dollars standard decks and and play them. Now to do that, I think we're gonna have to record. You can't just we can't just talk about them. No. But I think in the next two week to two, we'll have a segment where we build ten dollars standard decks, and I think two weeks would be good because the new Phyrexia is out. It's not online. Yeah. So I guess maybe we, like we'll, we could we could we'll ponder it or yeah. we'll brainstorm the idea. It is almost guaranteed. Like it's not almost. It's guaranteed. Like I'm down for this. Yeah, I'm willing to. Spend I kind of would wait. I, I want to wait till New Frexy yeah. comes out. So you're going to hear it, but um, it was a really good. Anything you brought up, uh, Kellen had budget legacy decks, but that's just something off the top of my head I can't do. Yeah, no. Neither like can to I. be honest, no. we literally sit down and go, "What are we talking about?" Yeah. And and then just we write we write a, yeah and talk to and we write a list and the list isn't in depth. It's like intro. Um, Bill Adelson's suggestion, Sandwich Dan, Tom, Guillaume, sign off. And that's yeah. literally what we had. He was just reading word for word. <laughs> so, uh, if it's something that requires a little more in-depth email, definitely. If you want to hear about something, and we are like behind that that concept, 
But like budget legacy decks, all I came up with was like while I was seeing the twenty minutes before we started, red. I was like red. <laughs> I guess goblins without vile. I mean, vile's eighty bucks for a set. It's, now. Yeah, it's just hard. It's, yeah. it's that's so eighty bucks is budget. What are you talking about? <laughs> and legacy eighty dollars for four cards is pretty good. So uh, we we really do like all the comments. Yeah. We really enjoy the feedback. Like yeah. Yeah. like it doesn't seem like much because you know Star City Games probably gets four hundred views in ten minutes. <laughs> but like our our blog got four hundred views in a month. And that, that meant a lot. That, that meant to a lot that to makes us. makes us all excited. Even me, who doesn't write Yeah, he doesn't even write in the blog. He's just, yeah, he's part of the cast, but he's not really involved in the blog. And, like, he was excited to see 400 unique views in yeah. a month. That's uh, crazy. It's even crazy to see people Googling Bajuka blog. Like, yes, yeah, It tells us how people look for it. And on site stats, like, you know, it may be only 10, pe- 10 views, but people are bo- Boogling. 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 Googling Bajuka blog. Yeah. So, uh, we really, like... The first two weeks, I almost called, like, I almost, when I came over the third, the third week to podcast, I was like, Trevor, I don't think we should do this anymore. I was, I was in the same I place. was like, I don't think we should. It's that hill. Like, yeah. it happened with MTG Radio, too. It, so, we're really happy to be hearing from you guys, and, like, the moment where I was so excited is when we got an email from someone whose name I had never seen before. Yeah. Uh, Mike Shippy. Shippy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was bad. That was terrible. So that was terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, we really appreciate it, even if there's only ten of you listening, which I'm actually pretty sure there's more than ten. I'm happy about that. Yes, because yeah. I know uh, we're we're three. Yeah, we <laughs> so there's only it. seven more options. <laughs> Brian, I can keep Brian, Brian. Uh, Bill, Bill Adamson, Tezreal. I, I I almost know him by first name now because Tezreal. I just don't like saying it. It's, I, I like it because I remember it on Twitter. Yeah, but I just like saying Bill Adamson more. I'm sorry if you don't want your first name out there. It's on your Twitter. <laughs> um, I know uh, David Lee listens to it. I know KYT maybe tried or he didn't get a chance Tom. to. Tom. Tom? So, ten people. You guys are the best. Uh, hopefully that promotes more of you to come out and say you listen to us, because I don't want to think we're just talking to ten people, which wouldn't yeah. bother me, but... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk to ten people. We'll talk to you guys all the time. Yeah. Seven, three Everybody. of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk to ourselves and seven other individuals. So... Uh, uh, one thing that's come up, though, is people, the guest host request, it's going to be really hard for us to get a guest host on here. Yeah. Because like, so the, envi- the environment is what people have told me they enjoy the most, and to bring someone on over Skype, almost, like, the environment doesn't feel it, right. It anymore. breaks the environment. It breaks, because that means all of us have to be on a computer. I know I talk so little right now, but I, I couldn't, yeah. I can't talk to a computer talking to a person talking to a computer. Yeah. It just, one, it blows my mind, because I think about that the entire time, and two, like, it just, I can't. I, I don't I barely interact now and like, I just can't interact with somebody I can't see like there are a few people who, like I've, I've said maybe we should have them on but like once we thought about it it's just it almost is like we can't handle it yeah so we need to get our footing more first or, yeah. I don't know maybe this just isn't the right yeah. type of cast to do like that okay granted if someone like Patrick Chapin says hey I want to be on your show I'm gonna screw the rules yeah <laughs> but like I just it's really hard so it's not like we're, we don't want you on like I have openly told people, yeah. Like, hey, I want you to be on the cast. Not like we could, not out of nowhere to get their like, but it's just really hard to do. It's the other thing too is that they would sit behind the computer. Gosh, because the yeah. way it's set up <laughs> is that there's a chair in front of you that I can't see because the computer is there, and then there's the three of us, and so you just be behind the computer. I wouldn't even or, hear you. Or two of us would be like sitting awkwardly next yeah. to each other, so <laughs> like a really bad date. It would <laughs> mess our flow, <laughs> and like. Uh, like in the third or maybe the second we had to delete it like four times just because like not because someone was here but because we were shouting and I feel like that's almost what would happen because yeah. now we have a balance of things it's almost like we look at you and it's your turn to talk yeah. especially with Patrick like with yeah. Patrick Patrick will just sit there and stay quiet unless we like turn and look 
Well, and me and Trevor have this thing, like, we yeah. can look at each other and say, okay, it's your turn to take over because I'm tired yeah. of talking. So we have a really good balance going in. It's not, we don't want not want you on. Right, yeah. It's, just, it's we, nothing personal. It's nothing personal kind of deal. Uh, any closing remarks? Anything? Mm, We're going uh, to the beach. Yeah! We're going yeah. to the beach. Oh, we forgot. The best segment ever. How did Andrew yeah. pay rent this week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did I forget this? How did Andrew... Andrew is not going to be paying rent this week or next week. Because Andrew is having us having he, I'm going to say like I'm paying for it but I'm not so uh, Andrew paid for a condo for three two days and we're going to go hang out and relax and uh, that's what's going to happen well that's that is how you paid rent so you, so, didn't, you didn't have to pay rent because I'm covering you guys yeah, yeah. so so uh, I'm covering gas too we're going to be really relaxed for the next one plus we'll have new Phyrexia things to talk about because the pre-release Patrick may not be here because he wants to go home and see family and stuff god yeah, God. Family. Family. Well, because so, I don't get three months off to do whatever the hell I please. So, yeah, I have life off. I, was <laughs> yeah, I have life off. No, I'm trying to get back to school. I make, I make it sound like I don't want to be in school, but I really do. Yeah. So, uh, you'll definitely hear our pre-release. Next week, expect to hear pre-release experiences. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll... The cast will definitely be up on... Like, we'll record Sunday next week, because Saturday I'm it'll probably be way too much magic for me. Yeah. Like, pre-releases, I get home, and I'm like, no more magic. That's, so that's the same way I feel. Like, when we got home from the last one with Kevin and Tom, and we were like, hey, let's play EDH, I was just like... No, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. Bad idea. sit on the floor and talk. <gasps> so, uh... I... I think... Look at yeah, I have nothing else, really. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool, too. I won't yell this time, so... Oh, uh, shout-outs, anybody? <laughs> oh, shout-outs. See, um, I remind you. We've done a, a show full of... Our show yeah. was a big shout-out. Yeah, this yeah. show was just shout-cast. So, so just rewind. Play back <laughs> all of the names we've said. Just just stop there. Play, uh, play, play, play. You'll be you'll be. I think good. the one person... Um, My mom. That I think is crazy. If you guys didn't know, I also do Avant Card. It's a good show, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. It is definitely more tailored to people who can listen to us just talk. It's a three-hour podcast. Like, it drains all of us. We all enjoy doing it, but at the end of it, we're just like, no more magic, no more talking, I don't want to hear from you for two days, go to bed, kind of deal. And it's well, definitely well, way more off-topic, it does not focus on magic as much, it's a, it's more of just a life cast. But, uh, I found out it's crazy that someone listens to my voice more than one time a week, and that's IT Omar Hernandez. Omar Hernandez. Omar Hernandez. Um... And that, uh, that's our usual list of podcasts, shout out. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know if he listens, but this is me trying to, co- to coax him into maybe he listens. Andrew Wilson, who plays with us and is also on Story Circle. Yeah. I'm sure he probably does. Like, I've said it to him, and I think he's gone home and done it, but this is me testing him. Like, we tested KYT last week, and we didn't hear back from him. No. So, uh, this, is, this is our test on We Andrew. should also test Jerry T, because you asked him a question. Oh, yeah. What did I do this week, guys? I forgot this part. I watched Jerry T marry Kath- Catherine Middleton. But if you didn't know, Jerry T is a prince of England. <laughs> they look the exact same. Andrew is convinced that they look identical. Not identical, but they look very much alike. They have the same forehead build and the same nose and the same chin. They're either he's either his evil twin or he just married Catherine Middleton and plays magic on the side. There was actually there was a um, somebody took a screenshot. Um, well, I mean, he obviously needs a pseudo name, so he doesn't. It, get it was like in. the DCI judges tweeting. Oh, someone's missing. Um, someone needs to show up for their seat, and then Catherine and, uh, I don't remember the real, his real name, uh, Catherine and JT leave the, leave the palace in a helicopter, no one knows where they're going. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Because they look alike. You, you really think that? Yeah. I think he's about the king of England. <laughs> like, once, 
Okay, I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be off topic for a little bit. The last five minutes, if you want to turn off now, thank you for listening and stuff. I won't actually do the sign-off yet. But Elizabeth is the funniest person in the world. <laughs> okay, during the wedding, it seemed like she couldn't, couldn't care less. Like, they walked by her, and she was just like, head nod, head nod, look down. <laughs> look down, look away. Oh, wait, where am I at? It was like, which, who am she, I? It seemed like she was so, I don't mean to insult any English listeners, because you are very, some of them are very, Yeah. it just seemed like she had no idea where she was. She was in her yellow hat and her yellow little get-up, and it was just like, whoa, gosh. She just even, she didn't care. Yeah. No, not She at was all. just like, oh, there goes my son and, and that, that commoner, that non-royal <laughs> blutter, and had not, had not, look away. Bring me my tea. Again, oh, wow. <laughs> again, again, we're really sorry to any, any, yeah, so, anybody from the UK who listens to this. So we, uh. It's just, it really legitimately seemed like she couldn't care less. And I also want to know why the... Okay, this is our first vulgarity, one of our first vulgarities for the cast. Why the fuck do we, do Americans care? <laughs> why do we give I'm, a damn? I'm, I'm behind Andrew on this one, 120%. I don't why? understand why we care. Who who cares? If you're in the UK, no... I understand why okay, you care. In my I'm eyes, I don't know in English politics, the queen in that situation is a figurehead. Yeah. It's parliament and the prime minister. It's been that way for a while. Who cares about these two people? Yeah. So, I I mean, agree. I don't. Yeah. I mean, the only the only excuse or reason I've heard is it's royalty. It's that it's like that the they were royal the in like seventeen hundred in the seventeen hundreds. It's the celebrity thing. I mean, if you think about it, King Henry the Fourth or whatever one had sex with everyone, so everyone is royalty. It's kind of like everyone's related to Genghis Khan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many good potential names for this podcast. <laughs> Nod, nod, head turn. Yeah. I'm going with Genghis Khan is related to everybody. <laughs> Genghis Khan is everybody. Genghis Khan is your grandfather. So, um, for episode four, yeah. um, why do we care? Well, why do we care what? Why do we care about the freaking Queen Middleton? I shouldn't even know that woman's why? name. Why? I shouldn't even know that she's not royal. Like I said, she's probably then, is. Then again, I'm she. she I'm also, the kind of person who I don't give a shit about celebrities. She either. also is like the the American dream for England, though. Like, yeah, she she, she came from a commoner and now she's okay. Cinderella was like 20 years ago. That is over. You're okay. The American dream is dead. The white picket fence. The white picket fence and 2.67 children. <laughs> 2.67. We have Billy the torso hanging out with us. <laughs> and and getting married at twenty four and having a job that pays you middle the middle class American dream is dead. It is impossible to live now. And the idea in your head, yeah, I don't mean to take that away from children, mm-hmm. but is you're not going to grow up and be a princess. I know it's cute when you're six and you're like, I want to yeah. be a princess. But in my head, when I hear a little kid say that, I'm like, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like I don't say that to him because I don't want to. I don't. I would never say that to a child's face. But like, it's almost just. So, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, if you have a dream and you want to be like a fireman or an astronaut, you can go after that. Yeah, you but can But the whole royalty dream is not going to happen. You live well, in America, yeah. you're not from the UK, you don't live where there's a king or a queen. You're not from Spain, you're not from Portugal, you're not from anywhere with a king or a queen. I'm sorry. You can be president. You're not going to be a Power Ranger can... either. No! I will always be a Power Ranger! That was so loud. I know. <laughs> but, I'll turn it down. You know what? I will be the very best that no one ever was. I will catch them. No. That's my real test. Uh, portraying them is my cause. Okay. Actually, I want to be a martial artist. That was kind of my thing. I wanted to be a teacher ever since I was like seven. Really? Yeah. I did, I was going to school to be a teacher, but it never worked out for me. So I'm doing. Yeah. You're living my dream. 
My American Dream. No, it's never. I didn't. That's so weird because I didn't really have a dream. I just settled on the fact that I really love. I didn't settle. Settled. I didn't settle, but I like settled I, with engineering. I came upon the fact that I really like computers, so I might as well. And you like read. math? Yeah, and I like you do math. page long math problems. I do, no. and I, I I enjoy that for some reason. I don't even know why I enjoy that. I just know I do. So uh, my last little bit here is uh, chase after your dreams. No, yeah. don't. <laughs> Life is hard. It, it's really hard. Like, I, mean, I love how I love this podcast. <laughs> We're the, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, life is hard. Um, I mean, you should still try. You should still try for your dreams. Okay, here's what I really meant by life is hard. Don't get crushed if they don't happen. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the we thing. We got really philosophical We here. did. This got super... It was like Catherine Middleton, American Dreams, Super Serious Business. So, uh, don't get crushed. Like, don't define yourself by succeeding in your dreams. Yeah. yeah. Like, th- th- this this is like our normal night. We have conversations yeah, this like is, this. We were like, 4 o'clock in the morning, we're just like, let's talk about life. Let's, let's talk about life, because life is, life is awesome to talk about. If you're in a boat. Okay, okay. If you're in a, this is our, this is this our. This is our question for the week. Question of the week. If you're in a boat. With a man who is eighty years, seventy years old, but has ten more years to live, and a child who is ten years old but only has one year to we're live. We're not going to give our answers either. We're yeah, gonna, like, this, this is this is you, you want unmolested. If you want to quietly ask us these, respond with these, or just think about it in your head, who would you choose? To, and you can only you don't yeah, you, gotta, you can't take both, and you can't say can't not save yourself. You have yeah, to pick one of the person. You have to pick one or the other. You can't pick both. Yeah. You can't pick neither. You can't pick. I'm going down with the ship. You, no, and, and there's nothing personal. There's no personal. You don't know these people personally. One's living. All you know about them is one has one year left and one has ten years left. That's yeah. all you know. Yeah, you don't know how, and, it, and you know their ages. You know their ages. You know they're seventy and they're ten. You don't know how it ends. What's wrong? You just know that in that amount of time, they're just not waking back up. Yeah. So uh, what I'm saying though is that we, you, you just need to be happy with what you not with what you have. You dream and stuff, but be happy with where you're at. Strive for more, but don't. Don't, don't be crush a, yourself if yeah. you don't reach it. Like, yeah. when I dropped out of school, I was crushed. But I look back now, and I'm okay where I'm at. I know that if I needed to move out and live on my own, I could handle that. I would live, you know, paycheck to paycheck. But I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the people I know. The big thing to me is that if your dream... I have a hair that's, like, curling into my lips. <laughs> if you, uh... Just... Don't base your life on this thing you have set up in your mind. Yeah, because it rarely happens. Yeah. It is very on. And, and if, if, if what you it, planned in your life happened, yeah, if you get it, that's awesome and good for good you. Good for you. And, but if not, embrace what embrace what you have. Yeah, be happy where you're at. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Andrew. No, no, I'm Andrew. That was such a good time. That was such a good. Idea. And you didn't talk. All right. Embrace where you're at. Embrace where you're at. I will. Okay. I'm Pat- Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Trevor. And thank you for taking a dip into our knowledge pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.